everyone, and a very warm welcome to Grow Your Own Way, a podcast for anyone looking to reclaim the power of their own personal growth and be exactly who they want to be. I'm your host, Kevin Roberts, and I am a coach, learning and development professional, and growth geek who genuinely gets joy out of helping people become the best versions of themselves. Throughout this podcast, we aim to give everyone the belief that there is no one right way to grow, and hopefully we will inspire and motivate people to forge their own paths and in turn live a life that is true to them. Today's episode is the first half of the exploration of a Japanese term called Ikigai, which some claim is a possible secret to living a longer and happier life. Now, as part of this podcast, I always encourage people to follow their dreams and do whatever makes them happy. Today, we hope to be able to help people on that journey by exploring just what Ikigai is and how you can begin to discover your own. So, if you're ready, let's get started. So I just wanted to kick off this two-part episode with sharing the inspiration about where my idea came from. Now, the term I'm going to talk about, I've I've known about for a few years, but it's only been recently that I've actually started to use it and and reference it a, a lot more regularly. One of the reasons I was asked to do a piece for work, which is all about creating vision and purpose. But what I'm also seeing a lot is in my coaching conversations, I'm hearing people say things like, I'm not really sure what to do next, or I don't know what my next step is. Now, these are questions that uh, have always been posed. I, we've always heard them, but the, the volume of them seems to really have been amped up recently. Um, and I think we can look at the nature of the last six months or so, and it, it's really triggered people to reevaluate their futures. Some are doing it by choice. Uh, others are maybe having it thrust upon them. So I thought now actually seems like the best time to share my thoughts. And hopefully if you are someone who is questioning their next move or their purpose, today's episode could really give you some food for thought. So as I said in the intro, the term I'd love to talk about is a Japanese phrase called Ikigai. Now that's spelled I-K-I-G-A-I. And in the very loosest of terms, it translates to a reason for being. Now you may call it different things. It could be your life's mission. It could be what makes you jump out of bed in the morning, uh, or it could be you living your true life or your true purpose in life. But whatever you call it, the concept is the same. It's the fact that you are living a life that is true to you filled with joy and meaning, and you are having a feeling that your life is having an impact. Now, when I talk like this, I'm fully aware that there are people who, and you may be one of them, who think, oh, here we go, Kev's off again. If you are one of those, I just want you to kind of bear with me. Ikigai does sound like um, a a spiritually supportive tool, but I really want to draw your attention to the fact there's actually a lot of research that suggests it actually plays a part in our physical well-being as well. Now, when we talk about longevity in life, obviously it relies on key factors like genetics, diet, exercise. But studies have also shown that meaning in life is also a key factor. Um, And one reference that I'm going to point you to was a 2008 study from Tohoku University. Um, And over there, researchers analysed data from over 50,000 people aged between 40 and 79. And what was really remarkable was that those who reported having ikigai in their lives had reduced rates of cardiovascular disease and lower mortality rates. And they were able to even evident that in the fact that 95% of respondents who had Ikigai were still alive seven years after that survey compared to 83% who didn't. Now that is a big difference. Um, I believe there's also a TED Talk, and I've got to remember his name now, it's, I think it's Dan Bwetner, uh, and it's called How to Live to Be 100 Plus. And in that they reference Ikigai and the impact it has. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm not saying that the Ikigai is the key to living a longer life, but there is so much research to suggest that it plays a part. 
Now, hopefully I've still got your attention um, and anything that can help us live more fulfilling lives surely has to be worth looking at. Um, And the way I'm talking, you may have already guessed, this is something that I am really passionate about and I'm really keen to get my thoughts across. And there are so many thoughts in my head, which is why I've opted to split this episode over two parts. So today I'm gonna share the starting point with you uh, and I'm gonna ask you to join me on a journey of self-reflection I'm going to provide you loads of questions that you can ask yourself uh, and then that'll be the end of the episode and then next time we we get back together we'll look at what those results mean and what you could potentially do next. Now with a subject like this there there are a couple of caveats that I just want to make you aware of. Um, Firstly this is not a quick fix. This is not two episodes of Kev's podcast and that's it I found Ikigai. If I had that formula I'm, I'm fairly confident I'd be a very wealthy person right now. Instead I need you to know that it's a journey it needs constant attention. It's forever changing, just like our lives. And the other thing to make you aware of is that I'm just sharing my interpretation. A quick Google search will show you that there are lots of models, interpretations, opinions. Um, some are similar and some are quite abstract. So I'm going to share my thoughts. If you like them, great. If you want to do your own research, then of course, feel free to do that as well. But as we talk about Ikigo, one thing that does seem to be common is the basics, which is where we'll begin. So what I'd like you to do, I would like you to visualize um, four circles. So just imagine four circles. You can draw them in front of you if you want. But these four circles, at the moment, they are not touching. They are all independent of each other. And each of those four circles represents a different element of your life. So these four elements include uh, things that you love. So what you love doing, what you are good at, what you can be paid for, and what the world needs. So again, it's what you love what you're good at, what you can be paid for, and what the world needs. So right now, as I said, imagine those four circles are separate from each other. There's no crossover. And what they're doing, like I say, they are four different elements of your life that are acting independently. For example, the what you love doing circle has no connection whatsoever to the what you're being paid for circle. Now, some of you may even be nodding along with me right now, knowing the fact that actually what I'm paid for is not what I love doing. I have certainly had that element in my life before. Now, while these four circles are disconnected, we we can very quickly uh, get a sense of a lack of purpose or direction, and we're not really sure about how happy we are. Now, what I'd like to imagine is those, those four levels, as your happiness levels change, those circles will begin to move. And what we'll start to notice is we'll start to notice a couple of those circles beginning to sync up. For example, the area about something we're paid for begins to look at something that we're good at. When they start to get a bit more harmonious, that's where maybe a bit of happiness comes in. I'm sure you can kind of say if you've got a job that you're good at, you are much happier than if you've got a job that you can't do. And I think that's fair to say. Now, the goal, if you want to call it that, is to find something that fits all four circles at the same time. So it could be a job or a purpose or a vocation that appears in all four circles. So if you can almost imagine those circles closing together, almost creating a Venn diagram, when they do that, there will be a sweet spot, a spot right in the middle where all four circles converge. And that sweet spot is Ikigai. That is a job, a vocation, a purpose, but that is something or a part of your life that incorporates what you love, what you're good at, what you can be paid for, and what the world needs. And as the concept, I suppose it's as simple as that. The the secret to happiness lies right at the center of those four circles. Now, obviously, I say concept. I'm nowhere near naive enough to think that finding Ikigai is as simple as that. 
I know that the real work is in the practical application and the reflection. So what I'm going to try and do is, is hopefully help you lay the foundations. And once we get to the end of this episode, you'll have a bunch of questions that you can go away and answer. And you'll be allowed to see and identify what is important to you. So if you're able to do this, obviously feel free to grab a pen and paper now or make some notes on your phone. Uh, if you are driving, then don't do that. Um, just replay this when it's a safe time to do so. But what we're going to do is we're going to explore those four elements and we're going to answer some different questions. So the first element we're going to look at is about things that we love doing. So what I'm going to challenge you to do is I would like you to write down as many things as you can that you love to do. And this includes things like what activities make you the happiest? What do you enjoy doing in your spare time? What did you always want to do when you grow up? If money were no object, what would you do? And when were you last in a state of pure happiness? What were you doing at that point? Now write as much as you possibly can in here. And, and remember, there are no limits. Um, your answers could be related to work, to family, to friends, to hobbies. If you love doing it, write it down. And some of my answers weren't linked at all. I think I had things like, I love jigsaw puzzles and learning new things. I love cooking. Um, and I also love helping people and seeing people grow. And I had so many more that were just equally as varied. So, so write down anything that comes to your mind. Now, once you have that list, I'd like you to revisit it and look at each one that you've written down and then ask yourself, what is it about each of those elements that you enjoy? Write down specifically what you like about it. If you've written a sport down, for example, what do you love the most about that sport? Is it the sense of teamwork, uh, the strategy, the tactical knowledge, the skill, the atmosphere? But just really capture what makes you happy. An example for me was when I talk about puzzles and cooking, it was about the love of the journey from nothing to something. Um, and when it was about helping people, it's because I enjoy seeing a journey of personal growth. So it was less the activities and more what I got out of the activities. And as you capture all these, these extra little thoughts, you may begin to notice common themes appearing. Now, if you do, make a note of them. You can draw a circle around it, highlight it, underline it, whatever it is. But what you may find is on your list of things to do that you love, it's not actually the task that you love, but it's the feeling those tasks give you. And it's really important to remember that because it's, it's important to know that it's not, it may not just be that one or two tasks that can give you that feeling. There could be more things that you love to do that equally give you that feeling. For me, it was, it's, it's no surprise to say that, that my common themes tended to be around journeys. Um, so seeing the transformation into something special is, is what really gives me joy. I even say in the intro to the podcast, I genuinely get joy from helping people become the best version of themselves. That is something I am passionate about. Now, this activity, it can take some time to do. So please be sure to give it the focus it deserves. And I mean, really, really give it some time. Um, it's not something that, that should be rushed. Give yourself the opportunity to explore and just see what comes, well, see what you come up with. You may find that you can keep coming back to the list and adding new things. And that's great. It is always going to be an evolving list. It does change. There are things that you may have loved 10 years ago that you can't stand now. Um, and there may be things that you don't love now that in five years you will. So always make sure that you, you, you're kind of keeping track of, of what's on that list. Um, and that's the first element. So that, that, that's the first part of, of your self-reflection that we'll, we'll do on today's episode. Um, and you can kind of predict what we're going to do. We're, we're going to do very similar for all the other three elements as well. So the next one that we're going to look at, the next element of a life is I'd like you to list everything that you are good at. Now, some people may find this easy. Others may struggle a bit. I, for one, I'm not someone who shouts about my skills. I've even had feedback from managers in the past that they tell me that I need to do more of it. 
It just doesn't come naturally to me. It's not something that, that, that I will normally do. But however you feel about it, I, I do strongly encourage you to take some time and answer the question, what am I good at? It may take a little bit to get going, but once you're in that flow, it really, really kind of, everything just rolls off. If you do need more guidance, you can consider things like what are your skills and strengths? What do you often excel at? What, what, what things come uh, easy to you or naturally to you? And, and what do people always ask you for help for or ask for your advice for? Now, the great thing here is that you are not confined to any specific type of skill. It could be a talent. It could be a soft skill or a conversational skill. It could be something about work where it's tech-based or sales skills. Literally anything in your work life or something that makes you an amazing friend. Anything you are good at, capture it. Imagine you are writing an advert for yourself. What are your key selling points? And as I say, once you start, the chances are you'll really get into flow and lots of ideas will just keep coming and coming. But if you really do get stuck, why not ask someone else? Ask a friend or a partner, a colleague, ask them what you're good at. Um, I'm sure there will be no shortage of positive things for them to say to you. If I asked my friends, I know I'd get the, the occasional sarcastic response first, but I know eventually they would give me some decent answers about what they think I'm good at. So I trust them for that. So, so put the trust in the people around yourselves as well. And yet again, the more time that you spend on this, the greater your list will become. Now, after those two elements, you, you could want to take a break. Uh, you would have done a lot of thinking so far, but if, you, if you're still in the flow, then you can naturally go straight into the third element, which is about what you can be paid for. Now, this seems like a change of pace, but it, it's, you, you can't, we need to recognize that securing an income is important. But what we're not going to do is we're not going to focus on the size of the income. That's, that's less important right now. What we're going to do is explore how you could earn an income. How many different ways could you earn an income or what can you be paid for? And to help you with this, ask things like what jobs or roles could you do? Um, what career could you have? Could you enhance the career you're in or the role you're in or could you make a change? What product or service could you sell? What side hustle could you have? What business ideas have you had in the past? Now more than ever, I encourage you to think as broadly as you possibly can with this one. I'm not saying write down every single job role that exists in the world. I think that'd be a bit much. But I, I challenge you to be creative, um, be optimistic, be innovative. Don't limit yourself. You could write down actually that you could get paid by becoming a CEO or selling trinkets from home, opening a franchise, starting a fashion brand. Uh, it could even be a job role or a business that doesn't even exist yet. And I think if you think of all of the roles and all of the companies that may be commonplace now, but didn't exist five, 10 years ago, someone had to start that ball rolling. So, so why not you? So literally the only limit here is your imagination. So give that something, again, give it plenty of time and give it lots of thought. Um, and once you've unleashed that creativity, you can even then swiftly move on to the fourth and final element, which is all about what the world needs. Now, this may sound like an incredibly wide remit, but I'm not talking about solving all of the world's problems. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is about it's about the impact that you want to have. What contribution can you offer? What difference can you make? Now, you may already be strongly driven by this element, so find it easy. Uh, or you may not really have considered it before, but I promise you it's really a fascinating activity. So I'm going to invite you to consider what impact you would like to have or, or what you have that the world needs. And ask yourself questions like, what makes you feel useful? When did you last feel like you were making a difference? Um, what would make the people around you happier? And what inspires you and what would you like to see more of? And as with all the other elements we've talked about, your answers here are limitless. 
You can think of anything, big or small. It can be based around the way that people act, the resources that we have, um, technology we have access to, our environment, human compassion, your community. But spend as much time as you want and just see what amazing thoughts you can come up with. And I really do promise you, you will come up with things that you have never considered before. So, so there we go. So there's four of our key elements of life. We've got questions that we can ask for all of them. And that is the start to find an Guy. Now, throughout that, I have given you lots of questions. So whether you've managed to jot them down or whether you want to replay this episode and then just go along with them one at a time, however you want to do it. But I really, really do recommend that you give yourself permission to spend time on this. Um, I always find personally that a cup of tea goes down well when I'm doing self-reflection. But put yourself in an environment where you can be creative, where you can have that freedom. Uh, whether it's sat on the sofa, in the garden, uh, lying on, the, on, on your bed, whatever it is, whatever makes you comfortable, please, please do it. And what you'll notice is, is when you dedicate a solid amount of time to this, you'll be so pleasantly surprised about what you discover. Uh, and the chances are there'll be things that you used to think about as a child or way earlier in your life that you haven't thought about for years but the fact that you've just written them down show that they're dormant. They're still there. They are still things that you could be passionate about or the what you're really good at. So it's time to rediscover those and really bring that out. And then what we'll do is that will set you up well for part two of this podcast, where we'll look at what those results could mean and what we can do with them. With the end goal, yet again, we want to find our ikigai and, and maybe set ourselves on the journey to uncover the secret of our happiness. So that's the end of part one. Um, I hope you found it intriguing and insightful. And I also hope that plenty of you are already thinking about what your answers could be to those questions that we posed. Also, if you do know someone who may be lacking a sense of directional purpose, then please do recommend this podcast to them. Or you can even complete the activities together and, and maybe you can kind of help each other out and benefit each other that way. The usual podcasty requests. Uh, it would be amazing if you could please rate and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're up for it, you could always leave a review on your podcast app of choice. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, especially if you have any questions or thoughts about the topics we've discussed today. I look forward to welcoming you back for part two. Uh, but for now, I'd like to say thank you very much for listening. I hope you all stay safe and well, and I will speak to you on the next episode of Grow Your Own Way. Goodbye.